This is Steve Goodrich, known on the trail as Bird Shooter, and this is N2 Backpacking, a podcast for both hikers and backpackers. This is Bird Shooter. Welcome to episode number 14 in the N2 Backpacking podcast series. It is uh, Memorial Day weekend here, starting today, and in the spirit of summer, I wanted to uh, get this podcast out that I did last week with uh, Steve Snyder, a.k.a. The Ox. Um, We're going to talk about the ultimate summer road trip. It's uh, part one of a two-part series, and we're going to discuss a trip that we did 15 years ago this June uh, in 1998, where we spent 38 days driving across the United States. We mainly explored um, some of the areas that I had missed two years earlier, in the Rockies, in the Cascades, and in the Olympics. And we uh, hit both the United States and Canada on this trip. Uh, Did a ton of backpacking, lots of fishing. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about some of the highs and lows from the trip, um, about a breakdown that we had in Kansas on the way back. And unfortunately, I missed an opportunity to um, grill Snyder about uh, testing bear spray in, um, I believe it was in Washington before we went in an area that had a lot of grizzlies. He, um, of course, wanted to test it before we went out in the woods and inadvertently shot it into the wind and blew it back in his eyes, which had me and another traveling companion laughing uh, profusely, but uh, had him extremely irritated at us. So this is one of the many stories that didn't make this podcast, but there are plenty of other uh, good ones in here. So anyway, uh, I think the main message is just you don't need a lot of money to um, do a cross-country trip. We certainly didn't have really any money at the time. We were just coming out of a grad school. Um, and we do have a, a great continent to explore. So with that said, I'm going to turn this over to Steve Snyder, a.k.a. The Ox. This is Bird Shooter. Tonight on the show, I've got a... A backpacking veteran, long-time friend of Bird Shooter. We're going to call him the Ox. Snyder, welcome to the show. Good to be here. <laughs> so uh, this is our third attempt at a podcast. Is it going to actually work tonight? I don't know. We've been working at it long enough. I've got double redundancy. But despite the fact I've got double redundancy tonight, Snyder, um, we, we spent an hour trying to get our technology to work, didn't we? That's about an hour. That's okay, though. We you know, had a few extra beers. It's not, not a problem. Yeah. We're going to get her done, man. We've got to. It's uh, it's history that needs to be told, is, is what I'm thinking. So um, you, you looked at my cheat sheet. You know how many trips we've done together, don't you? Do you remember? Yeah. No, I don't know. I mean, I can't count them off. But, I mean, if you're talking just about this one trip that we did or if you're talking all together, good Lord, we've been through a lot. Total. Total altogether? Yeah, you didn't see that? I didn't see that. On my cheat sheet? I glossed over that. Um, I don't know, what, 20? No, it's got to be more than that. 30? You're really close. It's 29 from what I can tell. That's pretty good. Take or leave the last trip. I can't remember if that was in the count. Do you remember the first trip, though? First trip we ever... You and I went camping the first time. Yeah, and when I say trip, I mean like we actually did some hiking. Some outdoor type deal. Yeah, but we could have... had to have been post... Uh, 93, it probably was in Wisconsin, I would guess. My on it? Ding, ding, ding. Was it with, uh, was it just you and me or was it with those two chicks? Yeah, it was with, it was actually with Mo and Aaron at the uh, Kettle, ah. Kettle Moraine State Park. Yes. We did a little hike on the Ice Age Trail. I kind of remember that. But what, what you'll probably... I, I remember the campground. Yeah. I don't know why. You know what you'll definitely remember? What's that? The box of Franzia. Franzia. <laughs> it was portentous. It was. But actually, more importantly, what I remember vividly about that trip were the sleeping bags. Was that the one where mine got on fire? No, no. That, that was a different trip up into Wisconsin. But the, the first different time... Different trip, different girls. Yeah, yeah. No, we had rented the, remember we had rented the sleeping bags from like an army navy store. Oh yeah, that didn't go over well with the ladies. They would not get in them. They made you and I sleep in them, and they uh, whatever we had, they took from us. Well, they slept in ours, which really was not a big improvement, I wouldn't think. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's probably about right. 
So um, anyway, to set up, this is the cross-country road trip story. Um, summer coming up. That's why I wanted to interview you because I'm actually taking a family trip this summer. I don't know if I told you. No, we're like a big car camp in Griswold type deal? Yeah. I mean, it's not the you know epic 30-plus day trip you and I did, but uh, we're going to take a couple weeks, cruise the East Coast, go up into Maine. Do Are you going to get in like an RV or something like that? I looked into it, but you know, um, they're pretty expensive. Mm. You know, the old family camper... Uh, the the Coleman tent is uh, much more reasonable. So well, you know, you've got the experience, and it's not like they're virgins when it comes to that. Everybody in your family knows what they're doing out there. Yeah, they should. I think they'll be good with it. But this, this is motivation for those listeners that are looking for a summer excursion. Well worth it. Yeah. So feel comfortable without kids. Feel comfortable that you're going to help motivate them to get out this summer. Okay. Um, another question for you. Shoot. You know how many years ago that was? We did that trip. Uh, the, the the big cross country one or the, the yeah. first time that you and I did some sort of excursion? No, the first time was um, God. What year was that? It had to have been ninety three or ninety four. Ninety three. I've got it noted here, May of ninety three. Okay, that makes sense. Our cross country trip was fifteen years ago this summer. Uh, fifteen years ago this June. <laughs> I I feel like I don't look fifteen years older. I'm looking at these pictures that I'm watching right here. It's called but denial. I feel fifteen years old. It's called denial, man. You actually look pretty good for uh, for your age, there, old man. Thank you. You're yeah. not wearing reading glasses. I like don't me. have them, but you know I do have uh, at least at least twenty, if not thirty pounds around my expanding waist. I had that back when we did this trip, and it hadn't gotten any better. Well, it hasn't gotten any worse. So uh, that's a good point, man. So, um, not your first transcontinental journey. Correct. Your first was was right after college. Yeah, um, being unemployed, um, you know, <laughs> always a motivator. It's kind of well, what the hell? I don't have a job. Uh, might as well go uh, screw around for a while. So, uh, myself um, and two friends, Pratt Davis and Brian David. These are two high school friends who were also unemployed, of course. Um, decided to basically screw around for a year and kind of threw caution to the wind. I can't remember. Um, I know that they didn't have jobs, but I think Pratt was planning on going to law school anyway, so he really didn't care. Uh, but uh, I don't know what Brian David's deal was. But anyway, we basically did a cross-country trip, and it was, if I'm correct, five to six weeks. And uh, really went from... We, did, we covered some of the same ground that you and I did, actually, with uh, parts of Idaho and parts of Montana. In a small Mazda with four big In dudes. a Mazda 323 with, you know, at the beginning it was three guys, and then we picked up Mike Schatz, who uh, just quit his basically sh- was, I don't know what the hell he was doing. He was working in some capacity at uh, Glacier, was it State Park or whatever it's called? National Glacier Park. Yeah. Glacier National Park, and he wanted to get the hell out of town. And we somehow fit him and his acoustic guitar and all of his belongings into Pratt's mother's car. And uh, with an enormous car top carrier, uh, which was the only way that we were able to get all our junk in there. And uh, from there we went to, gosh, I guess we went from there to Vancouver, and then we made our way down to California, and then went through Vegas. and Vegas, think, baby. Yeah, we ended up, Vegas was the last night of the trip. That was, that was quite a night. We actually stayed at the Circus Circus and... We all somehow think one money. It was kind of odd. Uh, but then we drove home. That was the last night of the trip. And we drove home the next morning from from Vegas to Atlanta nonstop. It's like a 24-hour four people, With four people driving, you know, taking turns. Uh, no air conditioning, by the way, in the car, which is really nice. Really nice in the middle of the summer, yeah. Solid. I can still smell it. So, yeah, that was our first cross-country trip. And you guys didn't really do a lot of hiking or backpacking, though, right? No, well, we did We did a lot of, uh, well, yeah, not hiking, you're right. No, but we did a lot of camping. I mean, most of the time, we, I would say at least 50-50, no, probably 75-25, we were camping. Yeah, keeps the uh, cost down, man. Right, like I mentioned earlier, we went to the Badlands, if that's the correct name for it. and then It is. Um, I can't remember. You know, in Glacier, we had some fun. We spent a couple nights there, and then we spent a full week in the, in the outside of Stanley, Idaho. Oh yeah, yeah, it's a um, beautiful area. Oh, so cool. I, I think there was there were some girls that went to Georgia that were, that I think Brian David knew or something that. 
I don't know what the hell was going on there. Always the motivator. Yeah, they had, girls. Some, they had something to do with it. I think one of us went trying to make the moves on or something. It usually does. So for our journey, which was, as I said, 15 years ago, 1998, yeah. uh, we started mid-June, June 17th. We finished... Uh, July 26th, and it was about a 38-day trip, which coincidentally, 38 days was the exact number of days, and 96 Mackie traveled with me on the cross-country trip. I was out there for 65, 66, but Mackie was with me for 38. So it's kind of, it's, what's the word, you know, like... Um, convergence? Yeah, I guess. I That's the word I was struggling to get out. Serendipitous, maybe? But more importantly, i got to ask you this question. And by the way, just to, to tee this up, we did set or ten different backpacking trips on our on our trip. Ten separate trips. Lots of pretty hiking. Solid. Yeah, lots of hiking, backpacking, and fishing. Look at those pictures. Yeah. I don't know how one of us didn't end up in the water. We've got we've got the ox here teed up with a bunch of photos to, to you know, bring back his, his brain. It's been many years. Yes. You know, he needs some help. <laughs> but I got to tell you, dude, the thing that I still get shit for to this day is yes. is that my wife originally was going to join us on that cross-country trip. Do you remember? Oh, my God. I, <laughs> I get shit to this day about that. Well, I'll tell you what. You made the right damn decision. No, no offense to Ashley. But that wouldn't... Are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean... Well, I don't know if you remember that the way it started out was um, she and I were going to go on the trip. And I can't remember what, how you came into the picture. I think you you actually were going to join us for two weeks out west somewhere. And then it went from you joining us for two weeks to you going along to her joining us for two weeks to her not going. Well, I think I think maybe she when she heard that I was part of the picture, she wanted the hell out. <laughs> What about the PCT? Weren't we going to do the PCT? Dude, that was 15 years ago. My wife still gives me shit about it. Well, no. Was that before, after, or that was we were going to do that and we decided to do this in, in lieu of that? Is that what happened? I can't remember the details. All I know is the hot water that uh, that it, it still um, has got me in. So, and then I'm we, sure the we listeners were will planning for that trip, dude. Will I, agree. I can't remember if I was already in California or what. Yeah, that's right. You were getting ready to move to Cali. Um, anyway, but you know we won't we won't bore the listeners with my uh, marital issues. <laughs> as, as they pertain, worked out all right. As yeah, they pertain on. to cross country trips. Well, I'm taking her this summer, so we're getting it worked out. Um, so anyway. Um, and by the way, I still remember sitting in that booth at the restaurant when you told me, it's like, dude, it just won't be the same with her there. Did <laughs> I say that? I, yeah, I think you did. <laughs> well, you know, I said it now, I guess I said it then. You know? But anyway, you know, one, one of the great things about this trip was we filled in a lot of the areas that Mackie and I didn't cover in 96. We hit the Rockies, we hit the Sierras, uh, we busted into BC and Alberta and hit some of the cool territory up there. Mm. Um, and unfortunately, I at the time was keeping detailed notes, or I never remember any of this. But um, so the big thought-provoking questions before we kind of break into the play-by-play. Um, when, when did you take your first backpacking trip? It was probably in high school. You think it was yes. junior high? It was uh, my junior year of high school, so that would have been 1986. And um, I had been car camping with my father a couple times in my youth but this was like my first you know legit outdoor experience and I went with uh, two friends who I've camped with a lot over the years Pratt Davis and Steve Busby and I was the green foot or the greenhorn whatever you call it now you're the veteran uh, well I don't know about that but uh, they uh, certainly uh, well they, hell they didn't they hadn't been that many times but of course you know they weren't going to let me know, know that they had been camping probably twice before that but according to them they were the pros but uh, yeah we had a good time we went to uh, Kohutta North Georgia camped on the Conasauga side and um, I remember uh, it being pretty uneventful but otherwise you know, it was a good, just a good time this was uh, about when like what year this was 86 86 it, I don't know if it was summer, fall, or whatever, but the first couple of times I went camping, it was in the Conestoga area, or the Cohada area. Gotcha. So um, I got—I got to ask you just the—you uh, know—before we talk about the trip, one of your most memorable moments from the uh, the hike. First thing that would come to mind. Oh like, The first thing that would come to mind about you and I out west. Uh, 
That would have to be the time where I shit my pants and I thought I was going to die. <laughs> you talking about the, you want to tell that story now or wait we, till we... Well, we might as well get it over with. Because when you ask me, the first thing that comes to mind, and so that is the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah, so. I, st- I still laugh pretty hard to this day. But to help, to help the listeners, that was in Glacier National Park, right? Where we had been warned incessantly about the dangers of grizzly bears and someone had been eaten. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, all, you know weeks before or yeah. months before. Yeah, that's right. Right before we got there. And exactly where we were hiking. In the area. Yeah. They had a strong bear warning, by the way, while we were there. Hmm. But just over the ridge in the Sperry campground area, with Sperry Chalet area, was where the Night of the Grizzly, the book was written. The, the 1970s uh, incident that basically changed the way that the uh, Park Service dealt with bears. So, I mean, a legit, and, you know, while we're on the subject, you probably don't remember, but when we were in the tent that night, Snyder, yes. we kept hearing noises outside, and it turned out that it was a um, deer. You're talking about the first night in Glacier? Yeah, the first night we were near yeah. Gunsight Lake. Right, right, the mosquitoes. And- yeah, and our listeners can check out the photos on the uh, website, but, you know, there, there's a bunch of shots of deer in the campground, and, I mean, man, you hear something big rustling around. You don't know what it is. Well, everything right? sounds bigger at night. Yeah, exactly. That's all right. Um, what about any low moments on the trail or on the trip? You know, like low moments. Um, you know, when we were wrapping things up, I think I was ready to get home. And when we both got drunk, somewhere outside of Kansas City, and I could mention you, I accused you of leaving my boots outside in the rain. <laughs> Woke up hungover. The tent was completely soaked. And guess what? So were the boots. It rained. Not that we were hiking. But I don't know. I remember being like, come on, dude. It rained all night. Well, that was the night after we had broken down, too. We broke down right. in Kansas, like right on the state line. Yeah, I was probably thinking, great. I've got a major repair job. I can't even. It was like the timing belt, if I recall correctly. Well, I mean, I looked at my notes. We overheated. And so we pulled off the interstate. And then we sat there for a while. We couldn't get it. We called a tow truck. It never came. Never came. So we finally flagged down a, um, a a man with his wife and kids. They were going to a, a baseball game. His wow. kids had a baseball game. Don't remember that. Yeah, they stopped. They were real nice. They had a cell phone. This was back when nobody had cell phones, right? Wow. 98. And they had a cell phone, and they made a phone call, and we finally got somebody to come. I and remember then, the town and been, and been like talking to the mechanic, and I guess... yeah. God, what did we do? Did we stay in that town where, we, where they where they worked on the car? Or? It was actually, I think it was Coronado, Kansas, maybe. It was right on the line. I'll have to look at, and make sure. But uh, the mechanic basically called it. I mean, I don't know. He had like a little stethoscope on your uh, on your something within maybe. your car. And he's like, he, he nailed it. He's like, here's your problem. It's going to cost you X number of dollars. Huh. We didn't know whether to believe him. We didn't have any money. Yeah. So you're like, ah, I just want to get back. I just want to get somebody to look at it. So that was the day before. So, yeah, fair enough. You had that on your mind, too, man. What, what about high points? Like big high points. I th- uh, I remember from a fishing perspective, the, the, I guess the second or third to last trip we did when we went was it Maroon Dells or that area? Oh yeah, that's where you cut. You were catching seventeen inch oh, trout. There, there. That was. I mean, we were out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, yeah, there was yeah. no one out there, and yeah. it was beautiful. And there were enormous rainbows out there. And, you know, not being a great fisherman, if I can catch anything that's bigger than a couple inches, I mean, I, I was catching some good-sized fish. That was wonderful. Yeah, the campsite was phenomenal. The second night. The yeah. first night we were camped up in a pass, which was pretty cool, yeah, too. Yeah, the ridge. We saw that picture earlier. Yeah. But uh, you've obviously, I mean, you know, a lot of time's gone by here, but you probably don't remember. When we first left the trailhead, we, that was a shuttle hike. When we first left the trailhead, there were tons of day hikers. But within, like, two, three miles, we shook them. We got up into this pass, and I mean, it was you know above tree line. And yeah. Bland had left his Into the Wild book, and uh, I can't remember how long the book had been out, but I think uh, you and I were taking turns reading. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. you couldn't put that book down. Yeah, man, it was pretty good. And then the next day, we went over the pass and hit that lake, which is, I believe, Snowmass Lake. But um, so yeah, those are good memories, man. So. Let me. Uh, I've got some much more thought-provoking questions at the end, but I'll kind of walk, I'll, I'll walk you through this sort of step by step. So we leave June seventeenth. We the first night. I don't remember if you remember. We we stayed in Danville, Missouri. We were just trying to bust out there as fast as we could. You know. God, that, so we did we camp or did we you know, shack up in some cheesy motel or no? We, Where we the hell was Danville, Missouri? We spent we spent a lot of nights in cheesy motels, by the way. But no, we can't. We probably camp seventy five percent of the time though. 
But this night, this night I we know, camped. Sorry, was, is that like near St. Louis or is it near Kansas City? Or I don't know. I have to look. I know we were trying to blitz out to Colorado, and um, you know the funny thing is we get out there the next day after we spend the night in Danville. And we're, we're looking for a place to stay. I guess we're around Silver Plume, which is not far from, like, all the ski resort areas. Mm-hmm. And uh, we found a Fairfield Inn, and it was too expensive. We decided it was, too, <laughs> it was too expensive to stay at the Fairfield Inn. So we found a Super 8 that I guess hooked us up, and we spent there. I that love night. Super 8, man. Nice yeah. and clean, man. That's all I care about. Always is clean. I don't know if you remember. We spent a lot of nights in Super 8s. Super 8s and Motel 6, baby. That's what got us through. Super 8, man. That was... Both of us in our prior jobs, I think we stayed in a lot of Super 8s. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> or Best Westerns. Um, but anyway, so we blitzed straight out to Colorado, and the first hike we did was White River National Forest. We were going to hike into Rim Lake and do some fishing. You know, like, mm-hmm. that was kind of our whole MO, right? Was, uh, you know, I like to backpack, you like to fish. So I know, you were very accommodating. Yeah, well, I mean, I think I think it worked well, man. I mean, yeah, we, we did a good bit of ridge hiking. Yeah, we, we did. Not, we didn't really camp on, you know balds or ridges or anything like that yeah i mean i was good with it we never locked out crazy miles but we always did you know we always did a pretty respectable hike in and do some fishing um but that first day out we started in the evening i think we had to get fishing license and permits and everything Mm -hmm. and uh we hiked about a thousand feet we hiked from 8500 to 9500 feet and we camped it was 26 degrees that night it was cold and then um, the next morning we were going to hike into Rim Lake, and we do you remember running into that guy? Very vividly, <laughs> because we had already been busting our ass. And he was, it, and was his, it was his third day. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I remember because you were game. You're like, ah, come on, let's do it. I'm like, dude, there's no way in hell. I mean, I guess I hadn't gotten my trail legs yet because I remember being really tired already when we ran into that dude. Well, that's and elevation, he, man. That's elevation. I know, and he did not look happy. I mean, he was like, you guys are crazy. He was miserable. You do not want to go up there and go through what I just went through. Do you remember what he told us? Well, yeah. The snow was like up to his armpits or something. It was to his chest, yeah. He's like, you can't get there. I couldn't get there. I was in snow to my chest. And we, we had come from Atlanta, which is like 1,000 feet. And we're at like 9,500 feet already. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was dying already. Yeah, I'm glad we made the right decision. Yeah, so we turned around. And we ended up getting back to the car. And... Uh, we decided we were going to find some lower elevations. So, uh, do you remember where we went to next? Mm, no. We blitzed up to Jackson, which was that your first time in Jackson? No, I'd been there as a kid. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I love Jackson, by the way. I think it's cool. It's awesome. I mean, it, you know, it's very touristy now, but I think they do as good of a job as they probably possibly can, keeping it sort of, you know, authentic. Yeah, there's there's good fish in there in the snake and yeah, South Fork. We we had uh, that first night. We stayed at a, a campground just outside of town. And um, we didn't, I don't think we did much in town. I think we pretty much hung at the campsite. But the next day we went to that Bradley Lake. Do you remember hiking to that lake that next day? No, we only did one trip in and around Jackson, right? Yeah, we did the, Te- it's Grand Teton National Park. But we went into that lake. We, we had those Foster's oil cans. Okay, yeah, yeah. That was like an in and out diet type deal. It wasn't like a tea Well, it wasn't supposed to be, man. We were going to spend a couple of days in there, but then it, it was raining. It rained on us the whole time. And, uh, I mean, the elevations were lower than um, Colorado, but you're still 6,600, 7,000 feet. I mean, you're still up there. So it was pretty cold. I think uh, you must have had some kind of thermometer you were checking the water with. Yeah. Because I wrote down that we had lake temperature between 42 and 54 degrees. Yeah. So it was pretty cool. Um we kind of got chased into our tents. We had a killer fire that night, if you, if you remember. Yeah, you guys have any pictures of that. Um, we didn't catch any fish that first night, but the next morning, do you remember? You yeah, got- I got up and I decided to fish. I gave up on my dry flies and you know started fishing woolly buggers. And I found a, a creek coming into the river or the, the lake, and I just basically dropped it at the mouth of the creek and let the woolly bugger go out. And I did that like you know four or five times and caught a bunch of cutthroats. I think. Yeah, you you caught some nice fish, man. Yeah, they were solid. Nice. No, no skill fishing. In the in the in the meantime, I'm sound asleep in the uh, tent snoozing. <laughs> well, you're not one to get up early. No, no, I'm definitely not a morning person. <laughs> but then the rain freaking hit us again. So that we decided to pack out. We did at least take the high road and hike the loop out and go by uh, the lake called Taggart Lake, which was really pretty. 
But um, the thing I remember most about that trip was the freaking moose we ran into. I can't remember if you or I were in the front. I just remember that thing coming right at us and not stopping. I just remember, you know, getting off the trail and saying, okay, big guy, keep going. And he didn't, you know, hurry. He just kept his pace and... Didn't pay any, from what I remember, he didn't even look at us. Nah, big bull moose. We were on the trail. He was coming down the trail. We got off the trail. Right, we, we kind of basically cowered behind a couple of trees. If he I he just kept going like he didn't even know we were there. Right, man. right. And we were like, okay, let's let's go. How he couldn't have seen us, I have no idea. But anyway, so then we, we pack it up, and then we went into Jackson. We blew it out in Jackson that night. Got a room there, you know, hit, played some pool. That seemed to be our M.O. We hit a town, Aspen, Jackson. Pool beer. Pool beer. I completely forgot that Ashley was going to go camping with us. <laughs> and, and, that is so funny. Yeah, dude. I still hear about it. Trust me. God, she doesn't I'm blame me. I'm surprised she let me in the house. She doesn't blame me, by the way. Well, I hope she <laughs> She blames me. You make it sound like I'm the one to blame. <laughs> so anyway, after we left uh, Colorado, we um, busted up to Jackson, and we talked about that. But then we went a little further north into Yellowstone National Park. Okay. And that's when we did that Hell Roaring Canyon trip. Right. And that's, um, I think we did like one night where we stayed in the park. Uh, that was when we stayed near, like right on the river, in a, like around a bunch of big RVs, if I recall correctly. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty far north in the park. I remember it being like kind of north, northwest of the park. And I think that there had been, and this is why we were so terrified when we went the next day and did an overnight trip. Because in the campsite that we were at, there was a bear like the week prior. They were having bear issues. They were having bear issues yeah. there, and we were all freaked out about you know by you know talking to people. And then we went out into the sticks, you know. And that night, I remember hearing a lot of bumps and thumps. And <laughs> well, you know what didn't help us was that next day when we were hiking, we came across like an elk that had just been ravaged. Right? Now, yeah. You know, granted, it yeah. could be a wolf that would have done it. But remember, we saw, we found those antlers. I had that mm-hmm. shot of those killer antlers. They were just huge. Yeah, and I mean, it, the hike actually started out kind of cool. We went across that, like, suspension was, bridge. Yeah, it was real flat, from what I remember. Yeah. And then we, for most of it, or parts of it, where we were, like, going along the river. Am I, am I correct in that? Yeah, I think you are. I mean, I think that's exactly... We were kind of going up a canyon. It looked it was really pretty. You could see all over the place. Yeah. But the only thing, it just never quit raining. I mean, it rained on us the minute we hit the trail. It never stopped. Right. We were going to fish, and uh, the water was yes, so churned was, up. Yeah, I mean, he was... You couldn't crazy. fish. Well, I think we Originally, we planned on doing like a 20-mile hike, and we're just like, look, there's no point in it. The water's just a mess. So we, we ended up doing about 10 miles, and um, we, we bailed. We drove to Missoula, Montana, stayed in the budget. <laughs> uh, we, we did we did spend the night. We, we did spend one night out there. Yeah, I remember that because we were really paranoid. Yeah. We, we cannot cook near our tent. Yeah. Well, there was an elk that was literally massacred, probably not right. far from us, at our designated campsite. That's um, right. We had the, I think we had the bear the bear bags or the bear boxes. Remember those, remember those big black things they made us put the food in? Yeah. Was it there or was that somewhere else? I think we were so paranoid that that night like we cooked in separate clothes and uh, that we then we slept in. Well, you that's know? what they tell us to do, I think. Yeah, we, we were following the, the rules pretty closely there. So anyway, um, after that, then we headed up to uh, Clearwater National Forest, which is Idaho. That was the Fish Lake trip. Okay. Yeah, I think we, we hiked in like it was about six miles. There's like an ATV route, but there was also a backpacking route. We took the ATV route in and the backpacking route out. Okay. But um, Fish Lake itself was pretty, but I don't know if you remember, we hit Fish Lake and then we went over the ridge and there was this just beautiful little lake just all by itself, nobody there. Yes, yeah, that was the picture that, that I was looking at earlier, I think, where, um, exactly. where there's a campfire and the, the, the lake is in the background. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was beautiful. I mean, you know, Fish Lake was pretty, but it, it was, you know, ATVers could get up there, so there were people kind of hanging I out there. Catching, I, I fished there and I caught a couple fish there. I don't remember catching fish at that little teeny one. Yeah, you did. You did catch some fish there. I've got some shots of you in the water. Right. You were fishing. I can't remember if it was the first day or the second. Then we, the, we and I mean, the elevations there were a little, I guess a little lower. They were probably around 6,500. There still wasn't any snow, but it was a long climb up there, man. We started at like yeah, two. Bitch. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> two, we started at like 2,200 feet, man. It was like three grand up. Three grand plus. Mm-hmm. Next, we go to your home. Well, we end up spending a couple um 
couple nights in Montana. We stay at like a Bitterroot family campground in Hamilton, Montana, but then we make our way through Stanley, Idaho, your old stomping grounds. Right, we had gone through there and spent five nights, about a week, when, well, geez, that was back in 90, 91. Yeah, 91, yeah, right? But I remember you got to remember because we drove by the road that we went in and out of to get to town because we were camping somewhere in the wilderness, the Sawtooth Wilderness, and uh, had a campsite, and we'd come in, in and out of town on this road, and we drove by that road, and I went, holy, wait a minute, that's the road that we camped at, that was back your, in 91, yeah, that I completely recognized it. That's cool. Yeah, we ended up doing, uh, I don't know if you remember the lakes, the bench lakes, it was like a series of lakes we hiked into, it was, um, I don't know, it was probably about six miles in, six miles out, there were a ton of day hikers on the early miles. But so we, 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 did, we did backpacking in the Sawtooth Wilderness. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We spent a night up there. I don't, I don't know if you remember this. We, we hiked from about 4,200 feet and got to about 6,500. You and I both went fishing. I caught like a brookie and you caught some other fish. And then all of a sudden this big hailstorm comes in and just pounds us, man. The mosquitoes are freaking killing us after the storm blows through. I don't remember that. I yeah. It was you really pictures weird. of that? Yeah, yeah. The sawtooth shots are in there. I didn't take I, a I ton. I must but. have combined my memories, combining the prior sawtooth memories with the more recent memories. I don't know. What was your uh, What was your favorite mountain range, man? I mean, you know, Rockies. Favorite mountain range? Yeah. Rockies, sawtooth area. You had the Cascades we went through. You had, like, you know, around Banff, some of the... Well, Canadian I would say Rockies. as far as, you know, being a... As far as picturesque, picturesque, am I saying that correctly? Um, I would say that you can't beat. You know, if you're in um, Jackson Hole, it's just you know, it's flat, it's flat, and bang! You know the Tetons are amazing. Yeah, there's nothing as visually stunning as that to me. Yeah, that's true. I'll give you that. All right. So next up, we we got to go get. Uh, Old James, James Bland. You and I, bust James Earl Bland Jr. That's right, man. You and I bust up to Spokane, Washington, and stay in the high rolling establishment of the Super Eight to pick him up. Pick him up at the Spokane Airport. Mm-hmm. I remember that airport. You remember the hike we did with him right after that? Was it Selma Priest? Yeah, Selma Priest, man, which is right on the Washington uh, Idaho border. We started about 6,000 feet on that ridge and dropped 4,000 feet down. Or no, not not. I remember going down thinking, oh, no, it's not going to be pretty coming back on this. Yeah, it was actually 2,000 feet. We ended up at 4,000. But um, it was like a 3.5-mile descent, man. It went for a while. (laughs) Snyder's seen some old hiking photos on my my screen. Um, You think that was the best fishing you had, though? Well, you know, i tell you what, I mean, they were teeny little fish, but it was crazy. I've never had anything like that where every single cast was a fish. It was, they were voracious. They were like piranhas. I was just getting ready to say, I think I cast seven times and, I, and had seven fish. It was like, nuts. Time. I mean, it was infested with, I think they were rainbow trout, if I recall correctly. Uh, did I write here? I'm not sure if I said what they were. Yeah, I did write down you caught some seven inches. So I mean, most of them were small. Yeah, they were, they were teeny, but it, yeah. it was fun. I mean, because we had the little three-way rods. At least I had one. I think James had one. And, you know, that's fun with tight quarters. Yeah, we we had a ton of firewood down there too. Yeah, that was that was good. Too. It was so damn wet, dude. It rained like pretty much again uh, from the moment we left. God, I remember that we did. I, we had so much rain in the beginning of that trip. Uh, it was brutal, and we actually had planned again to do like a, a multi-day trip, and we're just like, look, it's soaking wet, and you know, yeah. and Bland had a blister, and he was just like, you know, yeah, he was. So we we ended up bailing. The day we bailed was July fourth, and that was the day we went up to the uh, Salmo Mountain Fire Tower. Ah, uh, yes, we got some great shots up there I, I can't remember how the heck i got on top of that fire tower that was one of my I don't know, where did we get the beer that's what i want to know because the pictures you have we we're all drinking budweiser and i'm like wow we must have had a leftover carted it because i could go with the car was that where we went in and out of was that where the car was yeah yeah okay, it was all right well shit. That, that photo of me on top of that uh, tower was like one of my most favorite from the trip you, you got a favorite dude because there's so many favorite photo well it had to have been you know one of those shots from Glacier, I would think. I mean, there's, I mean, some unbelievable pictures you took when we were, when there's gun, gun sight passes. Yeah, yeah, true. Where I mean, we're way the hell up there, and it's just this panoramic view, and this, you know, just like the bluest of blue water. 
in the lake below you? You teed me up perfectly because that's where we went next. And, that, and the, the glacier trip actually with Glenn was the longest uh, trip we did of the entire of the entire. It was nineteen point seven miles. And, and actually, the first day was pretty easy. We only went up like 500 feet to Gunsight Lake, but we had to catch the shuttle. And you remember we almost missed the shuttle because your car wouldn't start? <laughs> I, I think like a light got left, like your dome light got left on Yeah, one of you dumbasses got in my car. <laughs> and uh, we had to roll start it, but somehow we got I roll started. I don't think I've ever done that since. Yeah. No, I've never done it prior to that. Yeah, but, um, and so Gunsight Lake was where your famous encounter with the, uh, what we thought was, was a grizzly, it turned out to be mountain goats. Yeah. Did you, you didn't explain fully, that to me? You didn't fully tell that story, though, did you? No, not really. Um, I think you should, man, because I, here, here's like, to, to tee it up for you, you went off fishing, right? And so you were fishing, and. Well, no, prior to that, remember, we, that someone had been eaten. I'm not, you know, I'm not exaggerating when I said that. Some hiker, some dude, had been eaten by a grizzly bear that summer, I guess. Right? Yeah, like only a couple weeks before, yeah. maybe just one. Week in the before. general area where we were, right? Yeah, so right. we had that going on in the back of our heads. And then um, I decided I couldn't get to where I wanted to fish at this lake because where we where we can't like the tip of it, right? Right. And on either side, it was like you know mountainous, right? Or right. Like it was a it was a glacial wall. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so the way out of there was to go up that ridge on the left. If you're fa- if you're facing it, right? If you're, if you're you know your back is our campsite and you're looking at the lake and Look, looking up toward Gunsight Pass. There you go. Right and now. so we you know the, the, we went up the trail. And the three of us went up the trail, and I guess James was fishing as well, but he didn't want any part of walking down that the side of the ridge to get into the water. Right. Right. Well, it was pretty thick, heavy, heavy, well, it was heavy crazy. Yeah, yeah, heavy brush and rocky too. It like was it. rocky. It was a yeah. bitch to get down there. I mean, you saw the, the pictures. I yeah, mean, yeah, I mean, it was. It had to have been th- at least three hundred, five hundred yards. I don't know. Right. We walked way the hell up that ridge, and so I walked down the thing, and I'm you know bushwhacking my way through this stuff, and then when I get like halfway, you know, down to where the water is. I started looking around, and I'm like, oh, my God, something really big has been rolling around in these bushes and this grass because it's like an elephant has been rolling around in the bushes and the grass. And I'm, you know, oh, why am I lonesome? You know, I, I can't even, you know, I, I can, if I were to yell at you guys, I couldn't really hear anything. That's how far away from you guys are. Right. We're up on the, on the ridge, still on the trail. Because we were yelling at each other, well, yeah, and you we, couldn't hear us. Well, eventually, then you started yelling, but well, I don't know, what did y'all do? Did y'all just, like, sit there and watch me get down there? Because, I mean, you, obviously you did until I got down there, because there's a picture of me that you took when I was at the river's edge. So I made it down there. Yeah, well, I think if I remember what happened was you had decided to kind of bushwhack down to hunt to fish. Yes. And Bland and I, I think we decided to keep following the trail yeah, further up. Right, right. And then we were going to cut down somewhere else. And um, so you had gotten down a ways, and we had gone up a ways, and then that's when we saw three, you know, full-size animals coming down the trail. Right, right, right. And they looked, frankly, they looked like grizzly bear. Right. And so, so we started retreating very quickly, and they kept coming. Yeah. And uh, that's when we started yelling at you and waving our hands. And I don't think you could even hear us. No, no, no. Because I was, I had been down at the water's edge for it couldn't have been more than fifteen minutes. And I'm first cast, you know, boom, nice rain up, you know. And I, of course, I didn't catch anything. I mean, I'm, I'm missing them. I'm getting pissed off. I'm like, oh my god, this is so worth me walking down through all these brambles to get down here. And then I hear in the distance. Oh. I mean, undistinguishable like <laughs> screams, and yells. Panic. Yeah, and I'm, exactly. I kind of look up. What the hell are they saying to me? And they're waving their arms. Y'all are waving your arms, pointing, pointing, waving your arms. And I can't see what the hell you're pointing at. We were trying to point at them and telling yes. you to get, yeah. get the hell out. And then, of and then it kind of came over me because I had what I had between what you all were doing with the waving and the muffled yells and what I had seen on the way down to the river. The bell went off, and I said, "Oh my God, <laughs> grizzly!" And it was like, you know, the my life started. I completely panicked. I completely panicked, and just started making my way along the river, the the the, 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 the river, the lake. It was boulders all around it. Yeah, right. And I was climbing over these enormous boulders and just 
banging my knees. I mean, I, I remember my knees, they were all bloodied and bruised. Oh, God, you I, were put, a mess. I put holes, there were two holes in my waders. My waders were all ripped up. You were a mess. And, and then I got there, I can, I'll never forget. I was like, you mother. I was yelling at you. When you guys told me, you're like, ah, check it out, man. There was a bunch of mountain goats. And I'm like, you got it. <laughs> that's right. You were, I mean, not only you had I the, so my, my my fishing oh, expedition, which was going wonderfully. I thought you know it was worth every bit of going down there. I had put holes in my. They were my dad's waders. I had put holes in, in, the, in the waders, and I basically you know busted up my knees and uh, miserable. You were not happy, and I didn't sleep well that whole night because those deers were romping around, which we talked about earlier. Yeah, that was, but uh, it, it was a beautiful campsite though. For sure, I'll give you that. So, so the next day, we won't belabor this because we talked about it earlier, but we go over the pass, and that's where you had your little battle with the marmot. That little marmot. That was like at the top, right? Yeah, yeah. Where that little cabin was. Yeah, dude, that thing was big, man. And it got your what, shirt. What's the deal? What was the deal with that cabin? Uh, I think it was the shelter, just like if you know. If they was, built like in the 40s or something, or I don't know when they built. I think it's just there in case weather's bad. You need a place to, you know. I, I don't think we could. Get, could we have gotten in it, or was there anything? Well, I don't think it was really meant to spend the night in. I think it was just meant like if you were caught in a storm, right. you know, or, or just you wanted to get out of the weather. Right. But um, but we took a break there, and we may have had lunch. I can't remember. And uh, you'd taken your shirt off. It was a freaking hot hike up there. We went over. We went across those like you know snow fields. Did you? I mean, I don't know about you. I was thinking it'd be nice to have an ice axe on there. I mean, you know. Yeah, that was a little sketchy. You know, you lose your footing on that, man. You're in for one hell of a ride. It's a long way down. You know, I don't remember too many people we were with that had ice axes or crampons or anything. Well, when we uh, when we walked across that, I don't remember there being a lot of footprints. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty early in the season. That's true. We were kind of, you know, I don't know. I'm sure people have been through it prior to us. Yeah, I mean, we live in Georgia, though. You know, it's not like we got that stuff in our back pocket. But, um... But anyway, we get to the top, and you know, we all took our packs off, man. That freaking marmot grabbed your shirt and wouldn't give it up. Mm-hmm. You were playing tug-of-war with it, man. It was not letting go. Tough little bastard. He, he, I think he must he, have thought it was salty or something. He, uh, a little he, flavor, a little good B.O. He put a nice hole in your shirt, too, man. Um, so anyway, then we go down to, I don't know if you remember the name of the lake. It was Ellen Wilson Lake. Like, super pretty, man, just on the backside of that pass. Yeah, it was a thin, skinny little thing. Yeah, and they, they may allow camping there, but we didn't have a pass for there. And you were lobbying hard to stay there. You were like, oh, my God, this is beautiful. We can fish. But we had a reservation. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Uh, so what did we do? We kept, yeah, we kept on going. Yeah. Right? And then we got to that hellhole, man. Well, that's where the mosquitoes were insane. It would have been fine if it weren't for the damn mosquitoes. I remember cooking my pasta, and literally the steam was catching them, like killing their wings. I, I mean, I remember huddling around my whisper light, like just because the heat was the only thing that kept them away from me. I mean, they were everywhere in my body. I had 20 plus in my uh, in my Lipton dinner no, by the nuts. end of the night. I've never seen anything like that. Yeah, I, don't, I can't remember if we had head nets or anything. Um, no, I didn't. That was the worst mosquitoes we had on that trip, right? Oh, easily. It was really bad the night before. But you see, you've been to Alaska, and it, you know, was honestly, it bad? I mean, I've heard it's awful in Alaska. It depends where you are. I mean, sometimes they're horrible, but you know, sometimes it depends on the wind. If you can get in an area where there's not wind, mm. I mean, I'll I'll put that experience up with anything I ever experienced in Alaska. Yeah, that was crazy. That was seriously nuts. I mean, we were like, we're going to bed. Yeah. We, we we were just we're, go to our tent I mean, as soon as possible. Yeah, that that was also the area of the night of the grizzly book that we were talking earlier. Right. But you know, on the bright side, that was um, that was also uh, a beautiful sunset. I got a great photo from that night. I don't, I don't know if you saw that picture, but so the next morning we wake up and we hike. We hike three thousand feet, man, sixty five hundred to thirty five hundred feet down to uh, Lake McDonald. Mm. It was a pretty good run. It uh, you know I can't remember how long it took us. It was you know a few hours that morning, and then we get down to the road, and I think we decided to split up because. Um, we figured we couldn't get a ride with three people. So Bland and I hitch, and you hung out. And uh, that's where Bland and, I, Bland and I actually got a ride with a, an Oregon couple that was super nice. The guy had just read um, uh, the Lewis and Clark book, and so had Bland. And literally, they talked. I mean, they wouldn't shut up. Oh, God, they were so happy. The two of them together, <laughs> man, they talked the whole way. They were the nicest old couple. They took us down the road. And um, Have you ever hitchhiked before? No. 
I think that might have been very little. I think that might have been the first time Bland hitchhiked. He seemed a little. Hopefully, the last. He seemed a little uncomfortable. You're, you're, you're pretty cool with it, apparently. Well, I mean, it's just pretty much a necessity if you do it. If you do the AT. Yeah, well, any, any long-distance trail. I mean, it's just it's, it gets to a point where it's not practical to walk. So when you, I, this is not related, but did you when you did the AT, did you have a gun with you? No, I really didn't know. Uh, is that legal to have a gun with you, like if you're going state to state? Well, I mean, it depends on the state. Every state's got different rules, and national parks have, I think, rules on that, oh, too. Yeah. But I didn't know anybody that carried one. Did you have a knife? Yeah, I mean, everybody carried a knife. You need it for... Not like a fucking pussy-ass pocket knife. Fucking a knife. Uh, no, I carried a... I carried a... As you described... So you're a lover, not a fan. <laughs> I'm also practical, man. I just, you know, I don't want to carry a ton of stuff. Well, you got to have a big fucking knife. Well, you should, just, man, but, you know. Yeah. Um, so, me about my knife collection. <laughs> you had a little pocket knife. Yeah, really, exactly. Do you remember where we went after Glacier? Banff? Mm-hmm. Is that right? Old Canada. You know, the funny thing about Banff is uh, we had all these big, grandiose plans of backpacking, and we roll into town and meet some New Zealand and Aussie people the first night playing foosball. Remember that young guy we met playing foosball? Mm, I only remember the women. Well, <laughs> thank, thank God. Yeah, Unfortunately, they, there's not much to remember. Yeah, it was fun, man. It was actually a good time. I think we spent two nights. We never we never went to bed before 2 o'clock, and we uh, we never ended up backpacking the whole time we were there. I only remember that chick who was the smart-ass Quebecois, or whatever. How do you, how do you call her? Uh, yeah. Someone from Quebec. I don't remember that. She was, she was a handful. I remember a lot of Aussie and New Zealand ladies. Really? Yeah. Well, they, you know, it's all Commonwealth. They can all jump around between yeah, countries. Yeah. You know, there you go. Well, yeah. And work. They were up there for the summer. It was fun, man. It was a great time. They were really cool. Most of them were really nice. Mm-hmm. And uh, we ended up going fishing. You remember the float trip? Yes. Ah, I forgot about that. Yeah. One of the uh, the, the the guide was uh, so I guess I went with James and James hooked up in it to an enormous trout. And lost it after a long fight, and that was when I caught the bat. You, oh, you remember that? I do. I totally forgot. About I was the bat. casting, and I it was twilight, and I, you know my back cast like, Swomp. what the hell is that? And this bat flops into the boat. <laughs> and you. the guide, I mean, James and I are like, Jesus, what the hell? And the guide is like, well, all right, happens all the time. And he like, you know, picks up my line and swats it off with the oar. Wow, that's and, funny. and that was it for the bat. Well, yeah, you guys were nice, and also. Um, kind because you let me take the, the single guide out right like I was in with the single guide well you, yeah you, you should have had better fishing does uh, it dude, work out that way I suck I mean well I, you know we didn't catch a lot of fish to be I mean he and I didn't catch a lot of fish either so you shouldn't feel like it was you know you, on you well the guide was getting so frustrated because he'd put me right on a fish and I'd put the fly right on it and the fish would hit the fly and I'd go Jake! oh yeah you give it the old bass master yank yeah. and he'd pull it out of his mouth yeah I'd rip it right out he was about ready to kill me man yeah. We were on the river. It's you tough. Know, for, yeah, I mean, you don't have a lot of experience. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm used to snagging like pike, you yeah. know, when this pike well, hit those, those damn things. But we, uh, we didn't, I don't know if you remember, we started at three. We didn't get off that river till midnight. That was, it was a, I don't know, I guess we did a half, I guess it was a full, what the hell, why the hell were we starting at three? It must have been a half day that went on. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I just remember we got off the river and at some point that guy had some candy bars. He hooked me up with a candy bar. Dude, it was the greatest candy bar ever. It was awesome. Uh, what, do you have, what river was that? Do you remember? Uh, I wrote it down. It was about two hours south of Banff and uh, it was around a place called Three Sisters Campground. That's all I got here. I don't know, but it, it was that was all. It was really pretty. The guide was. I remember really seeing nice. a lot of fish. Yeah, I seen a lot of fish, but we just didn't have much success. Yeah, I remember the people that ran the operation were super nice. Mm-hmm. But um, and then we busted out of there and went down to Calgary for the stampede. Sure, we <laughs> the stampede. You remember the stampede? Oh that, yeah, yeah. That's where Bland got his name, Red Eye. Yeah, Red Eye. He liked the uh, tomato juice and the uh, beer. Yeah, was that, was that all it was? I don't know. We met two young guys named Mike and Brad, and I just remember they Mike were like and Brad. They were like eighteen years old though. Because right, you're scaring me. Where's this going? I don't remember <laughs> this. Because later in the night, Bland got all angry. I can't remember why. Probably from drinking a lot. We were playing pool. It was the Red Eye. Yeah, well, they were being really nice to us. And later in the night, Bland was threatening to, you know, beat the crap out of them. Stick a pool. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, and then the next morning, you took Bland to um, 
the airport and, and he took off. That was yep. Plan. I remember getting up painfully early. <laughs> you got up at six in the morning oh, God. after we were out at the stampede. Oh, and I remember after dropping him off, going to the Dairy Queen brazier. <laughs> And just loading up <laughs> to wake up. Uh, that made it better. And then I, I think I went, just went back to bed. Of course, you were still asleep. I was quite happy to be asleep. And then uh, we went over to Manning Provincial Park, which is in British Columbia. Um, and I, I, do you know what famous North American trail ends in that area? Do you remember why we went there? I don't know, Lewis and Clark. A quiz for our listeners: the Pacific Crest Trail ends there. That's why we went. Oh. And we were going to hike into the uh, the basically the border of North. Or, oh wait, I remember this. We, it, was, it was a camp. We got there late at night. It was a campsite. Yeah, we got there really late. Right? Okay, I remember that. And then we we pushed out and didn't do anything. I think we left. We just did a one nighter and went to Vancouver. Is that right? Well, the next day we were going to actually hike to the uh, border, and then um, it was like seven miles to the border and back. We were just going to hike to check it out where the PCT ends. There's like a big monument. Oh. But we uh, we ended up playing foosball and. Sleep, drinking beer and sleeping in. We yeah, never made it. Yeah, part of the cross country road experience. And then we busted to Victoria Island from there, caught the ferry. That was cool. And we hit a campground, and that's where you were fishing in the ocean, and that seal kept popping up yeah, that in the surf. Cool. I keep looking at you, like trying to get a picture of you, and this little seal just pops up, <laughs> down, pops up. That was wild. Man. That was cool. I didn't, I didn't, if I remember, I, I, I didn't even have a damn. I didn't have any saltwater flies or anything. I still was catching these little, I don't know what the hell they were. I guess they were little sea trout or something. But, yeah, it was fun. I mean... You were, you were out in the surf pretty good, man. It, yeah, was, it wasn't like you were just in your ankles. I no, mean, I was up to my armpits. Yeah, I remember you were taking it to the chest easy. I mean, especially with a wave. And then, uh, I mean, that was kind of cool. I really liked it. Uh, that was a cool hike in a little, like, it was just so different in terms of, like, all the trees and the... That was awesome, man. It was so it cool. Was, it was really, I remember foggy and yeah. burned off. and yeah, yeah, I don't know if you know it. There's a trail called the West Coast Trail, which um, exists in that area uh, from the 1800s when ships would wreck. They built this, uh, and I guess it was pretty common to have shipwrecks there, but they built a trail for people that would survive the shipwrecks to get out. Because, uh, you know, because it was pretty crazy. I mean, it's pretty, wow. you know, it's pretty, I mean, today it's pretty daggone, like, backcountry, right? Yeah. In, like, 1800s, it must have been insanely backcountry. Wow. But um, while you were fishing, I went and checked out the West Coast Trail because I've always wanted to do it. It's like a, you know, multi-day beach kind of coastal, mm-hmm. crazy, big tree, wet, you know, kind of forest sort of hike but uh so then we scoot out of there and we head to olympic remember the, the hike we did on the olympic coast yes with the that's boardwalk? like yeah that was washington but yeah with the boardwalk yeah, yeah and um god that was beautiful man those big ass rocks out in the ocean oh dude i mean the pictures those are some of the best pictures i think from our hike yeah. well some of them there's a lot of good ones but it's so cool to build a fire on the beach yeah and it wasn't really that far i mean i think we hiked uh no, that was nothing man we hiked six miles the first day. We hiked three point three the next. Really? Yeah. It was, like three point three was a pretty I easy. I thought it was huh? kind of in it. I don't know. Yeah, you know what's wild? We have white-tailed deer here, right? I don't know if you remember. They've got black-tailed deer on the uh, Washington coast. But uh, that was that was really cool. And then we um, then then you got your gambling fix. This is by now we're into mid July. We headed into Reno. And you, I have uh, we absolutely out. no memory of that whatsoever. So I must have stayed out late. Can you do a cross country road trip without a little one night of gambling? Well, not, not you're going out west. Not it's kind of hard to. Yeah, well, I know. Well, anybody. I mean, hell, you know, if you go out west, you're going to gamble. Right. Exactly. You're a red blooded American male. Yeah. Exactly. We stayed at the Sands that night, by the way. Which the Sands was, Motel, yeah, as yeah. opposed to the now extinct hotel. Yeah, it wasn't. It was Sands Motel. <laughs> it, it wasn't that high rolling, I promise yeah. you. And then, do you remember where we went from there? Uh, Tahoe. Yeah, it was. All right, Tahoe was that. I remember that. That was really a cool trip. That that was actually that was actually one, in my opinion, one of the best. Um, Visual, like well, Glacier was pretty awesome, but well, what, Tahoe was pretty. You, so this was like in July or August. We're we're into July pretty good. We're around like um, the nineteenth of July, and because um, it was hotter than a mother. Yeah, it was hot, but then it got but, really cold at night. Right, 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 right. But there was snow everywhere. Yeah, there was. I mean, one of the lakes that we hiked to was a lake called Dix Lake. It was completely frozen over. Yeah, because I remember I'd be pissed off and fish. Yeah, it was. Uh, we, I mean. 
you know what's weird? The elevation was only like 8,500, 9,000 feet up there, but it was still frozen over in this area for some reason. We started about 6,500, and um, the water was, of course, crazy cold. It was like 41, 48 degrees, you know. Uh, we couldn't have fires, man. That was kind of a bummer because it was cold at night. They don't allow fires there at all? Or nah. Is this time of the year? Nah. I mean, at the time, they didn't. Maybe they've changed it. But you, I guarantee you've forgotten this. But um, the next morning, you know, there was a bunch of boggy kind of stuff around the lake. And we woke up in a puddle of water because the boggy, whatever was in the bog, would freeze at night and then melt in the day. And so you and I are like, what the hell, man? We're, we're in this big pool of water. We couldn't figure out what happened. But that's what happened. I remember that. This was the Desolation Wilderness, a place called Upper Thelma Lake. Thelma? Yeah. Thelma. <laughs> nice, huh? Or excuse me, Upper Velma. Velma. Let me Velma. correct myself. And then the next day we hiked some of the Pacific Crest Trail, went up to Dick's Lake. And I, there was another lake, which I, the name escapes me, but it's up in that area. It was really pretty. Awesome waterfalls, just super brutal, or brutal, beautiful. Where did we go when we went to uh, Palm Springs? I'm going that, that was when I lived here. Yeah, we, I lived with you in Chicago. We were up. Uh, that was a Pacific Crest Trail. Okay, I was going to yeah. say because that, that that was a cool trip when mm-hmm. we went up that tram. Yeah, you know, there's. A, I don't know if you've ever seen that show. I shouldn't be alive. There's an absolutely fascinating story about a couple that got lost up there and and um, nearly died. And the really? only, the thing that saved them, ironically, was another backpacker that a year ago to the day had gotten lost and had died and they found his stuff and used his matches and used his equipment to survive and wow. we're able we're able to use his matches to create a fire and get help and got out but um he was a through hiker actually that was doing the whole trail it, it, to me in my interest of long distance backpacking one of the most fa- fan- interesting i should say not fantastic but interesting i shouldn't be alive that i've ever seen wow yeah. So yeah. They, they didn't know what the hell they were doing, and they stumbled across the remains of this through hiker, and yeah. the matches still were good. Oh, yeah. The fire. And he, he had them in some kind of wax or something in a container, but wow. um, they were they were just day hiking. They took the tram to the Why top. Why can't you just walk the hell down the mountain? I guess it's not that simple. That's exactly what they tried to do. They tried to follow a stream down, and so did he. And they came up across this huge canyon with a mega waterfall. There was just no way. And you're screwed. You can't, you know, you're, you're taxed and you can't really just exactly, backtrack. Exactly what happened in both cases and why they both ended up in the same place. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, we digress. So, um, man, we're almost at the end of the trip here, believe it or not. Um, we, we leave Tahoe. We stay in Eli, Nevada. Another, once again, a Super 8, our favorite. And... Um, by the way, does your wife ever stay in Super 8s with you now? You know, it's been, if we don't get out much. I'm you know? <laughs> <laughs> just kidding you, man. Um, then we go to Aspen, and that's that was the snowmass hike that uh, you and I thought was so pretty or yeah. amazingly beautiful. That was good. Um, nice I, way to finish things up. Yeah, well, I, you know, I still don't remember being in, I remember you and I going out in Aspen, but I don't remember getting back to the campsite and the owner chewing us out. I don't, that, that does, does not register with me. Well, apparently we came back at like 2 in the morning and we were sitting up drinking beers. We shouldn't be surprised. Yeah, and that she wasn't happy. But I, do um, remember, I, I don't remember going out in Aspen, though. I do. I do. Or at least in that area. Because we were playing, you know, same thing. We were playing foosball, drinking beer. And, hmm. Oh, well. This was 15 years ago. I haven't played forever. But that that was the trip that we talked about where we um, hiked into Snowmass Lake. And mm-hmm. the, what we didn't talk about was that freaking miracle ride we got out of there. Well, that, that was the two-nighter, right? The first night was on the ridge. Yeah. And the second night was down on that lake. Yeah. And then the way out is when we were in for a awful hike out but we stumbled into some luck well that Subaru came out of nowhere on a dirt road in the middle of nowhere and gave us a ride into town and then we uh, that then thus begins the whole breakdown in Coronado Kansas (laughs) and we waited an hour and a half and got no love but we've already we've already gone through that so let me give you the final thought provoking questions what really matters um what state surprised you the most? Idaho. You've been out there before, but I, I don't. I'd been to Idaho, but I, I just think Idaho, in terms of backpacking, is second to none. And I think 
most of that is due to the fact that when I've been out there, I've been in remote areas and I haven't really seen anybody. And I really love to be out in the sticks. Right. And um, you know, we we talked about sawtooth, and, and that's just. I mean, it's awesome. <laughs> I mean, it's just. It's it's almost like it's just no one pays attention to it. You know, you kind of feel like. No one really gives it its due, but I, I think Idaho is really cool. You know, between it's great fishing and it's, it's spectacular scenery. I've always wanted to ski out in uh, Sun Valley, actually. And I've never made it there because, you know, it's expensive to get to relative to, like, Colorado or whatever. Right. I've always wanted to ski out there. Um, if you, if you did it again, like, can you think of anything you'd do differently, man? I mean, you know, I guess at our age it's probably a different answer than when you're, you know, in your 20s. But do differently. I guess we could have seen some more or some other stuff. I mean, we didn't really go through California, did we? No, I guess we went from from Oregon. We went down to, did we go right down to Reno? We didn't really. Where, yeah. The Sierras. I mean, where did we camp in the Sierras? We, we really didn't. We. I mean, you and I pretty much blitzed through them. Yeah, like yeah. Redding. I would have liked. I mean, since then I've fished around Redding when I lived out there. Yeah. But like Northern California and the Sierras, I might have. That would have been something cool and maybe to check out. Yeah, I mean, I think part of the reason we didn't do it is I hit it the previous two years before, right? Yeah, we were. Yeah, we were probably running out of time. Yeah, we were running out of time. We were on kind of a schedule. Um. You got any recommendations just about like planning and gear and things like that, or you think it really matters, man? No, it doesn't matter. You think you just go, you just, just go. jump in a car? And the go. biggest thing is making the commitment to go. Mm-hmm. That, that is a number one. Right. I mean, shit. You know. I mean, what? What? I don't have a lot of crap. I mean, you're, you're the gear meister. <laughs> you know? well, I wasn't necessarily back then, man. I didn't have that much either. Well, I mean, my my, my meaning is that you're you're the experienced. You know, backpacker, but you know, if you can make the commitment to go, you know, the equipment, none of that crap matters. It just matters. What matters is, is carving out the time. And if you got the time and you, you know, you've got the attitude, because you know, look, there are parts during the trip where you're like, God, can't I just get a shower and go to bed? Yeah, really. You know, and do I, you know, if we got a, you know, we've got a four hour drive. Once we get to, to where we're going, you know, we've got, you know, a three hour hike. Um, I guess, you know, at this stage of our lives, that would be more challenging than it was then. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? If you've got, you know, if you've got the will, you know, it's, I'm so glad that I did it both times. I mean, just two of the most incredible trips I've ever done. The trips, I mean, they had to be very different, right? When you're with four guys versus two guys, occasionally picking up. Yeah, when, when you and I went, I mean, you and I were much more, you know, into the wilderness and getting out there and backpacking. Whereas when, you know, we were basically just freshly minted college graduates who didn't know what the hell we were going to do with our lives. Grad school, nonetheless, man. We were, oh, 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 the first time. The first time. Yeah, the first time. Yeah, yeah, we were were unemployed, you know, college graduates who didn't know what the hell to do with ourselves. And uh, we were just, you know, we we probably, you know, spent more time, you know, trying to get laid than going out in the woods. (laughs) Yeah, really. I'm sure there's a grizzly would have been happy to cozy up with you there, man. Um... You know, I, I think the other myth, too, is uh, cash. I mean, you really don't need that much cash to do it. That, that, that's the great, like, uh, irony about it. You need the time. You don't need the cash. Not a lot of money. Because you really don't. I don't remember spending that much money on the trip, do you? No. no. I didn't sure as hell didn't have any. I mean, shit. I mean, we weren't employed yet. I mean, you know, we. I guess you and I both had jobs, but we weren't, we weren't getting paid yet. Yeah. At least I wasn't. <laughs> where, where, does the, uh, where does the trip rank in terms of uh, life experiences for you? Like, you know. Well, I really haven't done many crazy things. <laughs> well, you I mean, did a couple. I, you did a couple cross country trips. I do. That's what I'm saying. The cross country trips are probably right there at the top. I mean, you know, I've been to Europe a couple times, and other than that, you know, camping around the southeast is about it. You, you got any mega adventures on your wish list here? You know, it's funny. I was talking to my parents about this the other day. I really don't have any desire to go anywhere in the world. Really, other than like maybe two places, um, and I've been to Europe and I've been to Australia, but I haven't been to Africa. I haven't been to China. No thanks. But for some reason, I want to go to Japan. Oh yeah, I think it's because I love sushi. <laughs> I just want to go to Japan. I, I might like to go to, to New Zealand. I've been to Australia, but I've not been to New Zealand. I hear New Zealand is really cool. I'd love to go there, man. I mean, it's I mean, just fascinating. I mean, it's like two different 
countries with you know the southern part with the mountains yeah and the, all the wine country up north so definitely on my list I, I agree with you those, there. those are my top two I'd say well I gotta say um I've made it through my uh, four sheets of notes that I took, Snyder. I was on a mission to get you recorded about this because, uh, you know, it was like one of those epic journeys that 15 years later I still, uh, you know. Have... Can you believe 15 stinking years? I know. It's crazy. Well, you know what? We should be thankful, right? Yeah. We're still around talking about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're right. That's right. <laughs> I hope to be around for a lot longer talking about it. But uh, th- thanks for being on the show tonight. You're and um you know, um, if the gods are smiling on us, the trail gods, that is, or the road gods, whichever you want to believe, maybe this third time is actually a charm and the, recru- the recording will go through. I hope so. <laughs> we'll see. You know what? Maybe someday the wives will let us get out again on the big road trip. How about that? If we take them. They might actually they might actually be happy to get rid of us. Are you kidding me? They don't want any part of us. We're married now. <laughs> I just, yeah, that's all right. I just got to get you up to Canada sometime, man. You that, know what? That'll that's be a, that's a number one. That is the uh, low-hanging fruit. We'll work that out soon, man. Thanks for being on the show tonight. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to the N2 Backpacking Podcast. This is Bird Shooter, wishing you the best for your travels on the trail. To subscribe to this podcast, visit Apple's iTunes store or download them directly at n2backpacking.com from the podcast tab on the secondary menu. Music from this podcast was provided by the John Zed Band. For more information on this Atlanta-based musician, visit his website at johnzed.com. That's johnzedd.com. Or search for his latest release through iTunes. This podcast is a production of N2 Backpacking and is copyrighted by N2 Ventures, Inc. For more information or to provide feedback or comments on this or future shows, please visit us at N2 Backpacking. That's the letter N, the number 2, backpacking.com.